Welcome to another Sunday experience at Resurgent Church. Each time we gather, whether it be online or in person at Resurgent, our mission is to see hearts revived, relationships restored, culture reformed, and nations reawakened. Today, as you listen, it's our prayer that something within you comes alive to the things of God, whether it be His great love for you or the good things He has planned for your future. We hope that you enjoy today's sermon. Well, we are in 2022 and we have declared over this year, it is the year to take new ground. I pray you're getting that in your spirit. If you've been in this series with us called New Ground, you're going to see some of the ways we've been teaching and equipping you to believe and begin to even plan over your 2022. What is new ground? What does it look like to take it? And I know lots of New Year's resolutions happen at the beginning of 2022. I'm a little bit more about reflecting on the year gone. And personally, there's four words I do more than the resolutions. What would I like to start? What would I like to stop? What could I do more of? What could I do less of? What what do I want less of in my life? And not just the doing, but the wanting. And so that's a little bit more for me, how I do it. However, I did have a goal that I did not achieve to, by the time I was 45, run a full marathon. I've run a few half marathons when I was younger in the last decade. I attempted one my first winter here, training for a half marathon that would have been June and just a month out from it, I something happened to my foot. And so I was running all throughout winter, minus 30 degrees. It was actually really, really powerful for me. Then I moved out of town where the snow clearing happened a lot later in the day. I used that as an excuse. We all know it's just excuses. And now I've come to realize I don't know if running is my thing, though I might still try it again, but I've certainly started on a bike inside, which I quite love. Heart rate goes up quite fast. However, all that is irrelevant to the fact that what I want to say around this revelation of taking new ground is when I was learning how to run, because I was literally like couch potato to 21 kilometers in about a six month learning curve. And so you start with couch potato to five kilometers, but you start so slow. And I love that. Even when it comes to taking new ground, I want to encourage you like, this is not take the ground of 21 kilometers overnight. This is new ground one step at a time. And what they did at first was it was about learning how to run just for 30 seconds and then stop. Don't try any further, just do 30 seconds. Then you're going to walk for two minutes or three minutes. Then you're going to run again for 30 seconds. Then it increases. Anyone that's done this understands it. Then it goes to one minute of, or 45 seconds of running, a little bit less of walking, And all of a sudden, you're running a minute, you're running two minutes, then you can run five minutes, then you actually find over not too long, as you follow some steps, 
Follow someone else's steps in your ear online, a, a, a program, then you're running 30 minutes. Once you get a little bit more serious, serious, you're no longer just looking at how long can I run for, but how much ground can I take per minute? And that is called your cadence. How many steps you take per minute is called a cadence. To run 21 kilometers in around about the three hour mark, three and a half hour mark, three hours, anything over that was not gonna qualify you. However, I wasn't into qualifying, I was into getting over that finish line. So they were suggesting about a 90 second, a 90 step cadence per minute. So you had to learn what it was like to count your steps and get to 90. And so you're counting, 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 counting. And I actually am a front toe runner, not a heel runner. So lots of things to learn. And I learned how to run on my front of my foot, not the back of my foot. And I love it. And I still do. Of course, in the Gold Coast, barefoot running was a very big thing. You would not barefoot run in the middle of winter here. And so, anyway, I'm storytelling. I do love storytelling, though. In fact, I love my bare feet on any little glimpse of grass, even when the snow melts. I would be the girl from Australia with no shoes on and bare feet on ground, on grass, because I missed it so much where you don't even see grass or you don't even see ground. Anyway, again, all irrelevant to this story. So 90, se 90 steps per minute. That's called your cadence. I became so aware of my footsteps, even so aware of how I was running and what it was doing to my hips and my body and all the rest of it. And I want to talk today about the footsteps of you and I as promise keepers, pioneers, and pilgrims. We are, if we're going to take new ground, we need to be promise keepers, we need to be pilgrims, and we need to be pioneers. And as you become more and more aware of your footsteps, if we truly believe the promise over this banner year that says everywhere your footsteps in Joshua, everywhere your footsteps, I will give you that land, then we are going to be so aware of where we are, how we're walking. And I want to read that out to you today in Romans now, how Men of old, leaders of old, people who led others into parts of the promised land journey, how they live their life. And we're going to look at Abraham today. In the same way, this is Romans 4, that God destined him to become the spiritual father of all of those who are circumcised more than the outward sign of circumcision, but walk in our father Abraham's faithful footsteps, a faith he possessed while he was still uncircumcised, this promise that Abraham and his children one day would inherit the world did not come because he followed rules. It came as a result of his right standing before God, a standing he obtained through faith. It was a right standing that caused faithful 
footsteps to inherit nations. Right, standing, faithful footsteps, inheritance of all that is yours in Christ. Let me go there now about this faithful footsteps that we are called to take and follow in Abraham's faithful footsteps. Faithful, faith-filled. Let me ask you two questions for 2022 at the outset as we declare the year to take new ground. How are your footsteps? How are they? I was just telling a friend who we're recording with today at our amazing Friends Church here in Harvest. I was saying I'm wearing shoes today. They're trendy. They're white. Even the word trendy says my age. They're on trend, okay? So I wanted white shoes. I searched for them with actually these girls and a few others when I was away at a conference in the summer. And I wanted white shoes. I text my girls, are these good? Yeah, they're good, Mum. They're good, Mum. Well, they're flat. They've got a little rise, so it makes me look a bit higher. But they're terrible to walk in. They hurt my feet. I've got to go and get my feet looked at. And so uh, for the archers, something going on there. But I'm so aware in them of the, the pain in my feet. But it makes me aware of how I'm walking, how then when I try and run, I'm running. Are we aware of what our footsteps this year, friend, are doing, what our, where our feet are going to take us? So I want to ask you to think about footsteps, your footsteps with these two words. Are they faithful and are they faith-filled? Are they faithful and are they faith-filled? Will I inherit nations? by walking this way, whatever that looks like for you. Can I lead this way is questions I'm asking myself often. The, the promises I have for my life, the call of God on my life, on your life, the dreams we have for our future, our family, the life we're called to live, the things I talked about and taught about that might be in this new ground year of our life the souls, the sense of home among the nations. This scripture from Abraham, to be honest, was Abraham who God told to leave everything, leave the land they knew and come. Like that's for us, that's our journey. But for you and your journey and where God is calling you, you have a call of God on your life. You have promises. That's what you're actually taking time this month in your groups and in your journal, I pray. And in the bold journey that our girls are on as a sisterhood, that she would live bold and she would inherit land that is hers and rightfully hers. This and what we're doing together as a community, we are moving towards land that has been promised to us Andrew lives in this space. He's, he's a visionary. He's apostolic. It's, it's why you're not going to, the, the, the type of maybe pastor that maybe some people are used to that has high pastoral and high um, mercy and those kind of gifts. There's many in our church like that. There's elders like that. There's a team like that. But here at Resurgent, we have visionary. We have someone with a spiritual gift of leadership that's going to take us where we don't always want to go. Someone apostolic that's actually called to break open places and heaven to that earth. And we can't even see what sometimes visionary leaders, some of you are 
like that as a person, pioneer of voices and leadership voices. He lives in that space and I'm more like, oh my gosh, how do we, how do we get there? Okay, like let's bring people with us on the journey to get to those places. But it's an important part of the process for us to serve around those different gifts and with that visionary leadership over our life and for our life, it's crucial. God does it as well. He asks us to look into the future. He thinks generationally. I love scripture and promise in Romans, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring the good news of peace, liberty, and justice. What am I bringing with my feet? Is it peace? Is it good news? Is it justice? Because if so, then my feet are beautiful feet. Does it have beauty? So here's my kind of questions I ask to myself, and you might want to do the same. Faithful. Faithful means steady in allegiance or affection, loyal, constant. Friend, I don't know what your, I do know what many of your 2019, 2020 was like. And I know the, the, the highs and the lows and the ups and the downs and the inconsistencies of all of our humanity and all of our life but we have the opportunity in 2022 to actually begin to live differently. And taking new ground, there's going to be some form of requirement of building a little bit more faithfully, a little bit more consistently. That loyalty, that steadfastness to God and to others, that I will do what I say I'm going to do. I will show up where I say I'm going to show up. I will begin to build patterns and habits that form patterns in my life. That means I can be someone faithful faithful to you, God, faithful to Reliant. It does not mean we're going to be perfect at all. But I do think these are the days to build some consistency into our life and not be thrown so far and rocked so far that we cannot just again continue faithfully one step in front of the other. Resilience is something learnt and built, something that we can build in our life so that we bend and don't break and we do get up again when we fall down. Will we be faithful to God, to yield, to surrender, to listen, to obey? Again, not sexy words right now, not words that necessarily a generation want to hear about what it means to obey, what it means to surrender, what it means to say, not my will, but yours be done. Yes, you give me the desires of my heart, but that's when I delight in you. That's when I go, actually, no, even if it doesn't happen, even if I don't get my way, even if I don't get the new ground, will I still actually follow God faithfully? Will I be faithful to the call of God, his voice, what he's calling me to, not what I want? Will his word, everyone say word, will his word direct my path? Psalm 119, not will my emotions direct my path, not will what I see on social media, not what I believe about politics, not what I want because my flesh just wants it, but will his word 
that thing that people are deconstructing right now and have no foundation and basis for in their life, will his word again become my consistent light to my path? When I read it, will I respond? We love to disciple people in a way where they could read the Scriptures in these four ways. S, Scripture. Write out one Scripture. We're going through a whole year of a study. It's a new version. It's called Pioneer. It's about these faithful footsteps. Every day or every few days, you can show up into that space on you version. Just grab the Scripture that is part of the study and write it down, scripture, just write it somewhere in your journal and then observe it. What does it mean? What Can I read a little bit about it? Maybe I'll read a bit longer than just that one scripture. Observe it and then apply it. Applying it is the key, friend. Applying it is going, what does this scripture, what does this word today mean right now, today in application? What can I do with it? Because as you practice doing and responding, this is where it begins to work its way into your life. Then you pray and you offer God a prayer of surrender. I don't know if I can do what your word says. Would you help me to do what your word says, God? Would you help me to notice where I can apply this today? When we can be faithful to his word, genuinely, friends, everything changes. Are we faithful to God? Are we faithful to those around us? Are we yielding to people in our life and voices that actually we respect and honour? And as they speak into our life, they're not to diminish our own voice, but this beautiful reminding and echoing is, this is what you want. This is what you said you wanted on your life. And I'm gonna call it up and out of you. Leadership can be like a dirty word in a province like ours where possibly a lot of damage and we know has happened under spiritual leadership. But yielding again to people that are shepherds and love you and want the best for you, there's practice in that, my friend. There's practice. Would you yield to the values that are core to you, core to the house where you're planted in? Faithful does not mean perfect. Faithful means persisting, amen? Faithful means persisting. Being faithful, being reliable, relying upon you, serving faithfully before the Lord. It builds something incredible in your life. And then the second part of this word is faithful, full of faith, full of faith. When I enter a room, can people sense faith? When you enter a room, can people sense faith? Is there something full about your faith in this season? I don't mean perfect. I mean a faith that is growing, a faith that is stirring in you, a faith that, a faith that will actually cause you to have some non-negotiables. No, I won't. No, I can't. No, because of my faith, I will not. Full of faith, full not of a faith that is hype and a faith that is just name it to claim it and blab it to grab it, but a faith that says, I will believe, I will walk this way. 
Am I walking with a presence and a faith-filled step, a spring in my step? Am I walking with an energy and an enthusiasm and an expectation that says God will and God can? I love Abraham and the revelation in Romans because it says because of righteousness, it came to him as a gift. This is not a striving friend. This is a receiving. This is a righteousness that says I am right before God. And because of that, this is how I can live. There's a lightness to life like this. There is a pilgrimage we take as we're going to learn about. The, it's light because our footsteps on this earth, they are temporary. And so even what we're believing for, even what we have faith for, there's a lightness to this type of living. We, we do detach ourselves a little bit from some of those things that would weigh us down and disappoint us. And I think promise, I think Hebrews, that we would actually throw off those things that ensnare us as we've declared across this new year and those sins that easily we get entangled in. And we would run this race with perseverance and we would run this race like free of some of those things that right now keep us angry Anchored, not anchored in the right way, but actually stuck from moving forward. When I got new shoes, because you actually go through shoes when you're learning how to run, when I got new shoes, it was deceiving because the cushioning on them was so lovely that I would probably use too much pressure and I needed to stay light, even though the cushion was inviting me to put my feet down harder and harder. That lightness, friend, that faith kind of lightness bounce, that's important because when I was too heavy on the ground, it was so bad for my hip flexors. And I think when we're too heavy standing where we are and we're too ingrained with what matters that actually is only temporary, it means we can't live in the lightness of what living this life of faith offers us. You meant to, when you're running, you meant to be able to run with a book on your head that it wouldn't fall off. Or they used to teach us to hold a little leaf, a, a dry leaf in our hand. And rather than stress out and stretch, like uh, uptight your body, like have that real tenseness in your shoulders and the way that you were running, they'd say practice by holding these leaves. And then if you didn't actually um, crumble the leaves, then you were being light in everywhere that you needed to be more relaxed. I believe that's a beautiful word, picture for us with faith and righteousness that is a gift. We can't earn it. It's given to us. This is about receiving. This is not about striving in it. It's about receiving faith as a gift. So let me read Hebrews 11, 1 to 2. The fundamental fact of existence is that this trust in God, this faith is the firm foundation under everything that makes life worth living. It's our handle on what we can't see. The act of faith is what distinguished our ancestors and set them above the crowd. By faith, we see the world called into existence by God's word, what we see created by what we don't see. And then it goes on in Hebrews and it says, by faith, by faith, by faith, Enoch, by faith, Noah, by faith, by faith Abraham said yes to God's call to travel to an unknown place that would become his home. By faith, 
barren Sarah was able to become pregnant. We talked about singing over those things that you do not have yet and declaring them last time I spoke this month. Old woman as she was, she believed the one who made a promise would do what he said, and he did. Verse 13 says this, each of these people died not having in hand what was promised. But I read that, and that's not all necessarily true, because Sarah did, and Enoch did, and Abraham did. But what it means is they didn't see the fulfillment of the generational impact that that faith and that promise was actually going to have. They didn't know when they got what they desired. Actually, it connected the story of redemption all the way through the history of Jesus coming. They saw it way off. They waved their greeting at it and accepted the fact that they were transients, pilgrims in this world. People who live like this make it plain that they're looking for true home. If they were homesick for the old country, they could have gone back any time they wanted, friend. That's what we're talking about, this new ground, this place that God is taking us, this crossing over the Red Sea. It's a longing sometimes to go back to what is more comfortable. This year is going to be uncomfortable in ways where we long for home country and we long to go back. In the middle of winter, I long for Australia. I'm going to be honest. I watch shows about Mexico life and Caribbean life and I long for something different but the going back you can entertain those moments but you have faith for your future they could have gone back anytime they wanted but they wanted a far better life country that is heaven country heaven country That's your future. That's eternal. You can see why God, it says here in the scriptures, was so proud of them. And he has a city waiting for them. That's right in the middle of the faith declarations of Hebrews 12. And then they go further by faith, Abraham, by an act of faith, Jacob, verse 22, by an act of faith, Joseph, by an act of faith, Moses, and then Moses again, by an act of faith, now we find ourselves in the promise we have, by an act of faith, Joshua walked through the Red Sea on dry ground, and the Egyptians tried it and drowned. Joshua, these promises, you will go and inherit the land. That's where we find our promise, and then of course we move our promises into right now where we are. By faith, the Israelites marched around the walls of Jericho like Andrew preached and the walls fell flat. Then it goes on and on. By faith, Rahab welcomed the spies and escaped destruction. That Andrew taught into that too. There is amazing promise that we are seeing this faith worked out. And then it goes on and it says, and I could go on and on. You feel like I've already gone on and on. There are so many more. They made justice work. They took promises for themselves. They were protected from so much. Lions, fires, swords. They won battles. Women received their loved ones back from the dead. They refused to give in and go free. They preferred something better, a resurrection life. Others braved so much abuse. The stories of those that were challenged 
challenged and sought into two and murdered. So many stories of faith. The world didn't deserve them, the scriptures said, making their way as best they could on the cruel edges of the world. Not, all, not one of these people, the scripture says, received the fullness of their promise or got their hands on it in the same way they imagined, but God had a better plan. And this is what I want to leave you with today, that their faith and our faith would come together to make one completed whole. Their lives of faith are not complete apart from ours. Friend, the faith you're going to walk out this year, this day, in 2022, completes the faith of those people that didn't receive everything they thought they would. And your life of faith and your steps into new ground this year are completing the very story of faith that doesn't end. And then it won't end with you, friend, because you will be doing it on behalf of others, on behalf of generations. We are going to buy in the name of Jesus land or buildings and possess and take ground in the name of Jesus by grace and through faith and through the generosity of people and miracle doors that God would open but that building's not even just for us. It's gonna be for those who are yet to come in the name of Jesus, if that is what God wants for us. But nothing that we do is only for us. Their lives of faith, not complete apart from ours, not complete apart from mine. So your homework is to write in your journal or share with your group a faith journey you've taken by faith. Vanessa has. By faith, Andrew and Vanessa have. By faith, Julie has. By faith, Lauren has. By faith, John has. By faith, Callie has. And you begin to write into your faith journey the things that you have done already by faith, the cadence that you have already started to develop in your life. And it might not be 90 steps yet per minute, but you're going to stir faith as you think, no, I already have a faith story. And I'm going to take that faith story and I'm going to walk it into my future. I have mine here. I don't want to read it right now. It's going to take too long because I've practiced writing my stories of faith. And honestly, friend, some are that you would know and could hear and others are not for anyone else. They're for me. They're for me to take back to the Lord and say, by faith, I've already lived like this. God, give me the confidence, security and strength to live like this again and at even more levels by faith. What is your story? Are our footsteps faithful and full of faith? And are they worth following? And if people follow us in some way, not in our perfect life, but our faith posture, can we take them also into new ground that God is promising for others to possess and not just for us? Would you be someone that holds to promise? Would you be someone that lives like a pilgrim with the lightness on living and walking and running on this earth? And would you be someone that commits to pioneering and continuing to take new ground, even when there's battles and enemies that think that ground is theirs? We're going to do this together and Honestly, friends, what 2022 is going to bring, 
I truly believe you're gonna look back and go look at the ground, look at the 21 kilometers. I never thought it was possible, but look at what step by step has done in my life. Let's believe together. Let's share some of those journeys with one another. Let's journal a whole lot of them before the Lord. and Let's keep our faith story going, amen? Friend, it's such an honor to have you engage with our teaching here at Resurgent. This is Vanessa Hoyes and my husband Andrew and I are so honored to communicate the gospel of grace with each of you as you listen, lean in, take what the Lord is saying to you and apply it to your life. If you are curious about what it means to follow Jesus Christ or today something in your spirit leapt around this gospel, this good news of hope and faith that you can have in Jesus Christ. Today you are so welcome to invite Jesus Christ into your heart as Lord and Saviour. And you can repeat this prayer even wherever you are on your walk, in your car, in your room, wherever you are, you can call on the name of Jesus and you can find this gift of salvation. I would be honoured to lead you in this prayer today. Why don't we pray together, dear Lord Jesus, I thank you for loving me, for dying on the cross for my freedom. I ask that you would forgive me of all of my sin. And today I accept you as my Lord and Saviour. In Jesus' name, amen. Friend, what an incredible moment, not just for this lifetime here on earth, but for all of eternity, you would call on the name of Jesus and one lost person would come home into this saving relationship with Him. We celebrate today with you. Why don't you email us and let us know that you made this decision so we can help you take your next step or tell a friend that you know is a follower of Jesus. And for those who are listening in today and are part of Resurgent Church or would love to sow into this mission that we have here at Resurgent right here in Montreal to see hearts revived and relationships restored and culture reformed and neighborhoods and nations reawakened. That's happening right here in our city and even where you are carrying this gospel of grace wherever God has called you. If you would love to give into this ministry online over at resurgent.church, there's opportunities and ways to give. And we would just want to thank you and bless you one more time for your seed and your investment into the soil of this province here in Canada as we serve the people that we love in this city and beyond. We thank you, friends, for your generosity. Why don't you go today in the name of Jesus Christ? commissioned by his power with the love of the father at the core of who you are today as you go on your way we love you we thank you